BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This show is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio presents... Elder Scrolls Lorecast, a place where the Elder Scrolls community can come together to discuss the boundaries of our knowledge about the universe of the Elder Scrolls. Welcome back, adventurers. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I am here, as usual, with my good buddy, Lotus of Doom. Welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Lotus, how how are you doing this fine Thursday? I am uh, I'm good actually. I had a little bit of time before the show, which was a refreshing change of pace with my current work schedule. So uh, nice. let little less immediately showing up to the show, but I'm pretty excited to cover our other companion before we get new companions this current year. I know it's so exciting. We were joking before the show. I, you, those of you who know me and uh, have heard my funny voices <laughs> on this show or on some of the shorts I've been doing on the Robots Radio YouTube channel. Uh, I, I was joking about talking like a uh, <laughs> like a Khajiit or an Argonian. Uh, this one, this one is is looking to do the entire episode as is a Khajiit sometime. But you were like, you should save that for the new companion. Yeah, um, save, save that for Ember. Yeah. And then see, see if people go 
completely not sobering. I'm not going to. Don't worry. I will not do an entire episode as a Khajiit. So that would be that would be ridiculous. As much fun as it would be for me. I don't know that that would be fun for our listeners. So don't worry. I'm not going to do that. But um, yes, we are talking about Bastion Halix, I think is the way you pronounce his last name. That's what I always said was Bastion Halix. I'm I'm not really sure where, where how you could pronounce it. Yeah, Halix, I think would maybe maybe Halix, be the other I guess, pronunciation. I would say Halix. Halix, but, there's two yeah. L's. Yeah. Um the uh, our other companion, the the one that we didn't cover yet from this last year of content. And that's what this episode is going to be about. We're going to dig into what we do know about Bastion, some of the details, some of the quirks of his personality, some of the things he likes, some of the things he doesn't like, and some it's of got the little of quirks. Yeah, some of the little nitty-gritty details and don't worry, just like our last companion episode we're not going to spoil the adventure that you can go on once you get the affinity score up high enough and the quests that you can go on that uncover other stuff we're going to leave that still because we know a lot of you probably haven't finished that yet so no spoilers on that content we just want to give you a background as to the details of the character some of the mysterious background that might be going on with that um i've got some speculation with maybe some connections to maybe some future content and uh we're just gonna you know enjoy meeting the character a little bit so why don't we go ahead and dig in lotus what do you think i think we should um, first off, have you spent much time with Bastion? I know he's the less popular of the two between Bastion yes. and Miri. Um, so I actually have max affinity and max level uh, with Bastion just because uh, I'll give everybody a moment to be uh, shocked. I wonder There's why. An achievement for doing so. Oh, that's why. Yes. There it is. Um, there it but is. to be fair, I, I did what I would have played through just to get a storyline anyways, just because I, I really like just getting through all the storylines and everything like that. So I would absolutely just kind of go through it just to see what it was like either of the new companions, if they don't have anything achievement wise tethered to them, even though I like that stuff, um, no matter what I would go through either of those storylines. Cause you know, I, I do all the quests long past anything I get beforehand. Um, so I, I will definitely be checking that out. And I do like Bastion storyline. It's actually pretty good. So it's, it's not like a, uh, it's certainly not a throwaway story. Bast- Bastion isn't without his uses. He's just not my preferred uh, character of the two that we had. Right. Yeah. I've I've unlocked him. I haven't spent much time with him, to be honest. I, I keep Miri with me. Um, she's she's the one who's more okay with the whole sneaky, steely thing, and that's kind of my go-to. Much more convenient. Yeah. That's that's my go-to uh, thing, I guess. Let's just let's that's how I play. That's yeah. what my main does. Um, so, I'm very morally ambiguous in game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's how I roll. Um, yeah. But so I haven't spent as much time with Bastion, but let's get into the details as we do with these companion characters. And a lot of the characters we talk about, there's always a meet the character uh, documents that comes out a letter usually written. And I, I think most of the. Uh, player base doesn't actually take the time to read these although they've been doing these for a very long time so yes, they have it's especially fun for us to read through these and talk about them on the show because surprise surprise most people don't actually take the time to read these um, yeah these were started with the original lore master before lehman tuttle um actually so this this dates way way back this has been like a thing in the in the it's not in the game but i guess like 
companioned to the game for a very long time. Right. Yeah. Usually when there's a new DLC introducing new characters, these will be released on the website. They'll get kind of passed around. Yep. And a lot of times people don't take the time to read them. But here, let's just dig into it. This one is written from the perspective of an Argonian. And I'm not, again, I'm not going to do the voice, although I really want to. <laughs> uh, to Lars Tool. Greet. OK, well, I can do it. To Lars Tool. Uh, greetings, Root Brother. I am writing to warn you about a problem. A mage named Bastion Hallux is asking questions about gambling dens in Leowin's harbor districts. So immediately off the bat, we know we know two things about Bastion. One, he's a mage. He's actually a, a battle mage. He's yep. specifically a certain type of battle mage that you can be in the game. A dragon knight. Very specifically, right? Yes. Um, which means that he has Dragonite abilities. He's got like his flame whip and fire stuff, right? He's, he's doing that kind of stuff. Uh, but secondly, he's kind of a goody goody. Certainly. I, I mean, he, he definitely is. And by comparison to Miri, who we had last episode and just kind of hinted at more so than I think even he might be just based on you know, yes, he's a goody goody. There's a little, you know, he kind of almost gets overplayed as being super morally, you know, righteous just because the comparison is so much less. Uh, but he's definitely in the more upstanding, righteous way of doing things. Uh, and, you know, doesn't really care for the seedy underbelly of uh, Tamriel. Right, right. And it goes on and says, he represents the Silvels, a noble trading house of Daggerfall. Okay, I'm, I'm, I promise I'll stop doing it. You just drift and, in and out of it. <clears throat> yeah, I'm so, sorry, sorry. I, it, it'll, it'll keep everybody in check. Everybody who wants it will get a little bit of the voice, <laughs> and everybody who doesn't, it won't drive them mad. <laughs> okay, no, no more, no more. And he believes that some eggkin of the family, a fellow named Quistly Silvel, may have visited businesses under your control. I doubt that Bastion Hallux knows or cares who runs things in Leowin, but he intends to follow this Quistley's trail wherever it may lead. It seems likely that sooner or later he will wind up at the door to your hut. So this is like a warning letter, right? Normally, I would not worry myself about your nest. You know best how to manage your own business. But this Bastion Hallux is a talented battle mage, handy with both staff and sword. And he is nothing if not determined. He is the sort of dry skin who kicks down or blows up any obstacle you put in his path. As I learned the hard way. <laughs> Earlier today, Bastion Hallux's search for Quisley Sil or Silvel, Silvel led him to me. I have nothing to do with any missing Silvels, but I don't stand for anyone prying into my affairs. I sent three of my blades to waylay him when he, when he returned to his inn. Halix roasted poor Neremus, maybe is how you pronounce that yeah, name? Yeah, I think it's Neremus. With a firebolt, knocked Genetia senseless with a single blow from his staff and then disarmed claws in shadow and stabbed him with his own sword. That's pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I like that part. After the Zalunat, I decided to look into what he wanted and how to get rid of him. My spies learned that Bastion Hallux's exire was Lord Martel Hallux of Daggerfall. Lord Hallux angered King Hi or High King Emmerich many years ago. How? 
My sources did not say. And the house was stripped of its lands and titles. Okay, so let's let's pause here. He's from Daggerfall. Yeah. He's a Breton. He comes from a line of royalty, or at least aristocracy. Correct. Um, Lord Martel Hallux. Yep. Who was stripped of his title because he pissed off King Emmerich. Right. And that's where the story gets kind of interesting. Obviously, like we said, we're not going to go into the story you can get to beyond his background. <laughs> um, but it it takes a, it, I, I don't know. I thought it was, it was better than, <laughs> better than the <laughs> character himself because I actually really enjoyed it where I'm very indifferent to Bastion. Um, but it, it, his background that they, you know, kind of explore is fascinating. And before we get too far away from uh, the mention of Quistley, Quistley is the worst character I have experienced in a long time. Uh, <laughs> so you don't like Quistley, huh? Quistley is insufferable. In the, to be fair, it's one of those situations that's that's really amusing to deal with because you have the options to do a lot of the things you want to do. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Uh-huh. So yeah, Quisley is a rough character to deal with. And uh, Bastion shows that he has some pretty good restraint to not just bludgeon Quisley. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, this is interesting because this ties into some royalty, some yes. Daggerfall royalty, and we know that the new season, the new year of content, is going to tie into some Daggerfall royalty. Right. I I'm interested to find out, and like like we talked about, we're not we're not going to dig too far into where this questline ends up. But I'm interested to find it out. Does anything that Bastion have to do with like his family history, the royalty, like his connections? Are these things going to tie into the storyline, the people that you meet, the any of the stuff that's going on in High Isle? Like if you bring him along as a companion, does that tie into it? I, I bet it will, um, especially because it's kind of funny when you when you look back at the previous year and they breadcrumb like what they're going to be doing kind of like in the new year. It's hard to, you know, gauge sometimes because when you look back at something do you see things because you know what's there or did you miss them because you didn't know what was coming type of deal? Right. Hindsight but it is, is 2020. Yeah. See when we get the new year was maybe, is there more to bat? Did Bastion tell us more about this coming season than we ever realized once we right. get there? Right. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, we, we know that these characters comment on things like our companions comment on things in the world. We talked about it with Miri when you go visit the Clockwork right. City or certain places in Morrowind or, you know, like or even just like summoning companions. They comment on the world around them. If we're in High Isle and Bastion is with you when you are dealing with some lord or lady, is he going to have dialogue that comes out? that fills in the blanks with some of the background of what's going on or do characters treat you differently when he's with you or right is there some background with lord martell that actually comes into the story and has something to do with the actual plot line of what's going on in high isle like are these all things that are kind of tied together and are we actually going to learn more about bastion and what's going on in his life or the characters that he's connected to with the coming storyline, like all of this could could be part of it, right? Yeah, it's it's 
you know, it's hard, it's hard to tell not seeing it, but you know, there is the potential for that. And with kind of what we had mentioned last time where the characters or, or these uh, companions tie into so much and they're not just, here's a companion, it exists, it'll fight for you. Um, there, it makes me curious if, you know, that it's one thing to design your characters around the current season they're in. And we've only had one season so far with a companion that exists. So it would make sense, but we'll have two new companions, which will need to be, you know, made to interact with everything. How to, to your point, how will the older companions also interact with new content that's coming? Like yeah. it would seem like they'll all just have this complex interaction because they kind of act like they, you know, they respond to things the way they, you would expect them to. Yeah. They exist in the world. They, yeah. they you know, and, and yeah, to your point, like will our Khajiit friend respond to things in elsewhere? Right. And some right. of the people that you meet there or some of the quest lines that come up, come about. Yeah. it Like this is fun stuff because it does open up the game to more possibilities, more potential for just exploration, just kind of, you know, living in the world and just exp you know, experimenting with things. Um, sure. That I love those kinds of little Easter eggs and the things that make the game feel lived in that, that just, you know. That, that stuff is so cool. So anyway, it goes on and says Bastion was fostered with the Silvel family and grew up under their roof. He works for the family as a roving troubleshooter. Now, pause here. He isn't actually the genetic descendant of Lord Martell. He was he's a right. foster child, which yep. also leads to other interesting potential storylines like. Yeah. Who is his actual family? Where did he come from? Why right. is he fostered? Right. All of that kind of stuff. Um, he works with the family as a roving troubleshooter, looking after their interests wherever they do business. He acts like more of a hired specialist than a lord's son. But be careful with him. The Silvels have gold and we don't want to stumble into a fight with them. You will know Bastion when you see him. He is a fit, red-headed mage of 30 years or so, and he appears to exist in a constant state of annoyance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's happy being sent to fetch a wayward Silvel. Don't be misled by his hemming and hawing. He acts like he lacks confidence and fears confrontation, but it turns out he is more about actions than words. Fortunately, he is also a trusting sort. When he returned to me after my crew ambushed him, I had little trouble convincing him that I had nothing to do with it and sent him on his way. Feed him a likely story and you should be able to keep him out of your mud pit for a time. Anyway, <laughs> I love all the Argonianisms in this. Um, Halix has the persistence of a hungry Hajmota. <laughs> make it a good story and make sure it sends him far away from Blackwood. That's my advice. Use it as you may. Pungent adder <laughs> so any other thoughts on this i uh, know not to, not too much i was gonna say it's just a, it's a good flavor description for him that's really it yeah yeah so um you know it, it gives him some personality i think i think because and, and some of the people in chat have had made a point to this because the community has taken so fondly with miri it, bastion has kind of gotten the short end of the stick just in contrast to her right well and I mean, uh, as we briefly, we, we talked about it a little bit, actually, on Tales of Tamriel last weekend when you and Doc joined us. And uh, it, it just, 
to Doc's credit, she she actually likes Bastion more, as s- several people in chat have mentioned. Hers is more of his tattoos than I think anything else about him. But <laughs> still, <laughs> I think she likes having a handsome uh, guy running around with her. I yeah, think that's part yeah, of no, it. I think that's pretty much the, the goal. But nonetheless, I, look, whatever your proclivity is, that's fine. I'm not going to, you know, you you companion with who you want to companion with. Right. That's yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so that's that's his background. And of course, there's your initial quest called Competition and Contracts, where you have to investigate a cave that's been taken over by these Sithis cultists. And you have to go help him save his sibling. That's actually like his what, what's it called? Your uh, I mean, he's. He was taken in by the family. It's not actually his sibling. Uh, yeah, it's like foster siblings. Foster I guess. sibling, I, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't really know how you you you. Th- there might be a better term for it that it. I just don't know. But yeah, I think it's foster sibling, and yeah. So and, and that sets you off on you know the storyline of what's going on, and you kind of follow up with that, and then of course there's more storylines after that where you you know once you get the uh, affinity level up high enough, you can kind of go further and, and and do that stuff so that adoptive brother right yeah that's that another, kind of thing there you go that's right. good and that's where you start to understand the personalities right the the personality of bastion and the personality of uh you know the family differences and stuff but um that's that's the beginning of it and we're gonna take a break here in the middle of the show to thank our patrons then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about the things specifically that bastion likes in order to get that affinity level up and the things that he doesn't like and then some of the, some of the other little quirks so don't go anywhere we'll be right back i am so excited about our sponsor this week marvel strike force i freaking love marvel comics growing up i collected comics and the trading cards and i've seen pretty much every marvel movie they've made so far so if you're into marvel like i am go check out marvel strike force this is a mobile squad rpg you can collect and unlock all the different heroes you fight against super villains there's a campaign there's a blitz mode there's an arena there's a constantly evolving meta and right now they're celebrating the deadpool anniversary event this is a mission from Strike, where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, an anniversary diamond orb, gear, a bunch of other items. It is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out. Click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, MAXPOOL. Don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc the skies are marked with numberless sparks each a fire and every one a sign 
So here we are in the middle of the show. And before I get into the patron stuff, because we've got a number of new patrons, I just want to tune you guys into some changes that we've made with the show recently. Um, if you haven't noticed yet, if you go back and you look at the early episodes of the show, there's like 90 episodes that are just missing from the feed. That is on purpose. There's a uh, number one episode that is now different explaining what has changed. And basically... I've taken those first 90 episodes and I've moved them off the feed for a number of reasons. And that first episode explains it. So go listen to that episode if you're curious. If you've already listened through the first 90 episodes, you don't need to worry. If you are tuning in right now to this episode because it's the first one you've ever listened to or you just have kind of hopped around. The short explanation is that I'm starting everyone off with the first episode that Lotus joins me on in order to give people kind of an entry into the show that's more accurate for the way the show is now and what I think are some of the best episodes of the show from like episode 91 on Um, and in order to kind of get them up to speed and you can kind of jump around on the episodes as you want anyway but those first 90 episodes are still available they're available for patrons they're ad free I've remastered the first seven episodes in order to get the audio quality as good as I can kind of shrunk them down a little bit gotten rid of some of the little extra bits Um, but they're all still available on Patreon if anyone wants to listen to them and you can you can get access to all 90 of those episodes, including all the rest of the episodes. Every episode is available on Patreon now and you can get access to them for only five dollars, which means that if you are trying to catch up on those 90 episodes, everything from like the creation story to the different Daedra to the different races, all the like basic level stuff when it was just me doing the show. That's like six cents an episode. So if you really want to get access to those episodes, you can just pay five dollars, sign up for the Patreon. You can even just sign up for only one month if you wanted to just download all the episodes for like six cents an episode. It's they're all available. That's just the way to get access to them. And then you could just do that if you wanted to. But they're, they're all there for everybody. And really, I just wanted to get new people up to speed with the way the podcast is now rather than than the way it was three years ago when I started it, (laughs) because so much has changed. So that's that's why I've made the changes. And you can get an RSS feed. You can tie it right into your podcatcher. Listen to it like you would this show. It's really not that different. But if you have any questions, you can always shoot us a note on Twitter or on the Robots Radio Discord. We're happy to help you out and get you set up with all that stuff. Um, that said, uh, thank you for your patience with getting all this stuff changed around. And we do have a actual bunch of new patrons this last week, um, partly because of the changes. We, uh, we've we got, um, let's see, we've got a few different n- new people here. Uh, let's see, Cody M, uh, Anthony Robert and Blake J and um, another another patron who uh, is anonymous. So thank you to all five of you. Thank you for signing up and joining us on the Patreon. Thank you for your support. And um, big thanks to all of our patrons. That means we're up to 64 patrons now. And that also includes our Daedric Prince tier five level patrons, Mr. Gami Boy and Noodle Al Dente. Thank you to all of you guys. You guys are amazing. Thank you so, so very much. Um, if, if we've done anything to help you get through your work day, your work week, your drive to work, or the fact that you uh, ate too much pizza uh, two nights in a row while you were eating, while, uh, listening to podcasts or whatever you were doing, then go to patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast and check out all the different tiers where you can get ad-free episodes, t-shirts, stickers, join us on future episodes of the show, all that stuff. Just go check it out. There might be something that you would like and can help us 
by supporting the show. And it's because of you guys that I have a career as a content creator and I'm able to make shows like this a priority in order to keep bringing you awesome content. So thank you again to everyone. Also, let's check it out. I don't know if we have any new, uh, new uh, reviews. I didn't pull this up ahead of time. But if you do leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, then I will read it out. If it's five stars, I'll read it out on a future episode of the show. Or if it's less than five stars, but is uh, notable <laughs> because it's funny or insulting in a really interesting way. <laughs> then I might read that out. Uh, no new ones in the last week, but uh, th- that's another way you can help out the show. Also, I know a good at least 50 to 60% of you are listening on Spotify. That also has a way to rate the show now. So if you go to the page where you can actually see all the different episodes listed and scroll to the top and look on the top left, you'll see a little section, a little button where you can give it a rating. Please give us a five star rating on there because that is very, very important. Spotify now ranks the shows based on average rating. And so if someone searches Elder Scrolls, then we will show up according to the average rating. So it really does help if you give us a five star rating on there. So if you like the show, please do that. It helps a ton. So that's what we got. Thank you to everybody. And let's get back with the rest of the show. Yes, yes, you're entirely brilliant. Conquering madness and all that. Blah, 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 blah. All right. Here we are. Back to the regular part of the show. Oh, man. All right. Lotus, you have any thoughts on any of that stuff? I know I know. It kind of went through it real fast. No, I, I mean, that's a without going into his literal storyline from the game, which I, I recommend everybody just do. You don't need teammates for it. You, you can do it at your own pace. It's a, it's a very single player, uh, accomplishable task in game where you don't have to rush or whatever. I definitely recommend it so you can experience it for yourself. Uh, since there's very few barriers outside owning the game and the expansion, uh, to do. And, uh, this is just more of his like background setup and, and what's been addressed outside the game. So it's like, no, there's, there's a decent bit, but I, you know, I feel like that's not overwhelming to give you kind of an idea of who you're going to get, with bastion and see how his story plays out that you can be along with uh you know in the quest in the game yeah yeah so let's go into some of the details about the things that bastion likes and the things that he doesn't so we've got the we've got the list here the of course completing his personal quests gives you plus 500 points yep and you can only do that once so there's there's that but aside from that there's completing the Mages Guild daily quest gives you 125, which is his big one. He wants you to help the Mages Guild. He's a fan of that. Visiting a Mages Guild hall that could hold a portal to Ivea gives you 10 points, and you can do that every 20 hours. He loves that. That's a big one for him. He's big on he's big on the Mages stuff in general. He likes Mage stuff. He does. <laughs> Any any type of mageness, you'll probably make Bastion pretty happy. Yeah. So also visiting Ivea or Arteum. Arteum, so like the, the magical Sigic realm. He's super big on that. That that you can only do that once every 20 hours. Also, that's 10 points for each of those. So if you're trying to level up your affinity. Go just travel to all the magic-y places. He loves it. He'll he'll comment on them as well. Is this is this your method? Did you do this stuff when you were making yes. him like it? So um, we had mentioned some of Miri's last time. Very similar. Uh, when when I was 
before I power leveled him the last bit of the way to, to get him to 20, um, basically while I was just questing, doing other stuff, I would just have one of the two companions with me because it would slowly build up, you know, the little things that we're actually about to get into that the little bits that, you know, they're not going to add a huge amount of uh, affinity, but like a little bit here, a little bit there with things they like definitely will add up over, over the length of it. And I actually like having a companion when I quest specifically. So mm-hmm. having one of the two of them out was pretty common. And I actually, I do remember the uh, Arteum one specifically him being like mesmerized that Arteum actually exists and he's, he's yeah. there. Yeah. Like, Whoa, this <laughs> yeah. place is real. Like that kind of comment. I don't remember the specific quote, but he's like, yeah, he's like super psyched for being there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So another another big one is helping a random encounter plus 10. Now, I don't know specific specifically what that counts as. Do you know? Did you notice when this would proc? Uh, Which one was it? So helping a random encounter. Uh, So I think I know what it means, but I I never had that one proc specifically. So in game, there's a lot of, I I mean, they're random encounters, but like you can have, uh, say for example, the, the, the one that I actually did for something else in Merkmeyer, there are hostages being taken from the villages mm-hmm. by uh, the blackguards or blackguards because they, that was the huge debate on how you say their name. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, by the blackguards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you save the prisoner, that would be like a random encounter. Or if there's a mage out in the out in the forest and like they open a portal and a daedric thing comes through and attacks them or right. more or something like that. Right. Um, you say so you save that NPC that's saving them in a random encounter. And they usually say something to you. Oh, thank you. Or whatever. I, I believe that's what they're referring to is like, if you do that and help them and don't totally just leave them to do, <laughs> do, do it themselves. <laughs> I, I think you would get rapport with Bastion. Oh, look at all the danger just coming out of that portal. Oh, man, that's, Bye. that's, that's a real shame. Sorry, that sorry sucks. to see that as he's just being engulfed in scamps or something. It's like, well, see you later. Best man, of that's, luck. that's a lot of scamps coming out of that portal. To that <laughs> that's portal. a real shame. Anyways, this, uh, these fish aren't going to catch themselves. <laughs> Sucks to be you. <laughs> Leave them there. Later. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, another portal thing, uh, gathering Sigic portals. Again, magic stuff. Love that. Plus five. So cool with that. Also, if you're doing scrying, take Bastion with you. Scrying every, plus five every five minutes. Yep. So he should be your scrying partner. Actually, you should combo it scry with bastion dig with miri oh so it's like swap them both out yeah swap swap them use one for the one they prefer and then switch it over for the for the other half because each of them like 50 percent of what you're doing yeah so so think like do the magic part with bastion yep. do the archaeology part with miri correct good that's a great tip because yeah that goes directly with what we talked about with miri last week or two weeks ago um and then the like the really tiny ones for one point visiting a crafting station bring bastion with you so if you're doing your crafting your dailies or whatever yeah do your it's with bastion with bastion uh reading a random book plus one every 15 minutes miri likes that too they just like knowledge knowledge is power they just there it is <laughs> that's the quote um 
killing worm cultists plus one every five to ten minutes which is great if you're doing dark anchors so yeah kill those worm cultists yep he doesn't like them uh also bandits killing bandits plus one and also killing night runners in somerset all right <laughs> oddly specific so, that last one <laughs> very specific he's got, All right. he's got a thing against sure. worm cultists bandits and night runners yeah what are you gonna do right, so he just doesn't like that stuff no, um, he doesn't like him yep yep so uh improving companion rapport unlocks the following so that includes completing any of bastion's side quests which of course results in a large rapport boost and then um by completing meta achievements associated with them the player can unlock a keepsake collectible for bastion which provides the benefits of the non-combat perk even while he isn't active dun, 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 dun. this is all yep. the gamey stuff right all right let's talk about the stuff that he doesn't like so this is these are the things to avoid when you've got him out with you and he's running around the world so first yep. of all any thievery and killing friendly npcs that's just a no-no negative 25 yeah so don't steal anything so if you if you if you look at something and there's red text and bastion's with you just don't do it just just nope put them away then steal it then pull them back out or bring miri out because she likes thievery but neither of them like killing npcs that's just a no-no all the way around also, using the Blade of Woe on friendly NPCs, negative 25 points. Yes, yeah, same type of deal with Miri on this one. Yeah, both of them don't like that at all. Yeah. Um, the hope is that our new Khajiit companion is actually going to be cool with that. Maybe not like it, but at least won't have a disapproval. Be neutral to it is, you know, maybe. Yeah. So this coming expansion, hopefully that'll be a thing that you can actually do with a companion coming up. Um, also... No pickpocketing. That's another negative 25. So no pickpocketing. Very uppity. He's just like, leave these poor people alone. Don't steal their stuff. It's almost like this person isn't, like Bastion isn't just like a a, a monster. It's It's like he's just kind of, you know, a good guy who doesn't think that you should be doing things that harm other people or make them upset. I mean, whatever. That's not my gameplay rule book. What, I mean, whatever. I mean, these are digital people. What are you yeah, thinking? Do what I want. Weirdo. <laughs> uh, also, stealing. Just stealing at all. Yeah. Minus five. Really not could a, have just combined all fan. that into generalized mischief and thievery. <laughs> right, right. Uh, this also includes looting thieves troves. Negative five. Which, which is, is infuriating because that actually ties into several other game mechanics. So that's that's my biggest turnoff since I play these games much more game oriented, not like RP oriented. Mm-hmm. I'm not not getting what's in a thieves guild because Bastion's being uppity. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Miri likes that stuff. In fact, she could even give you bonuses when you when you find a thieves trove. Yeah. She usually says that she's impressed. She's like, oh, I didn't even see that or something like that. Right. So. You might even get like an extra item. So like you come across a thieves trove, swap them out. Bring Miri yeah. out, take the thieves trove, switch it back out again. Absolutely. Um, fleeing from guards. So if you are in trouble, and so let's say Fess you, you and Miri have been on like a thieving spree and you've got yourselves a wanted level. And for some reason you swap Bastion back out and some guard is like, stop thief. Don't run away. 
Yep. Stop right there, criminal scum, and actually <laughs> stop right there, criminal yeah. scum, or you're going to have a bigger problem on your hands. Yeah. Start pay, you know, pay up, and then just deal with that. Or Bastion's going to have a problem with you because you you better pay up for you know dealing with it. Or 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 stop and make sure that you have what's that the item called that like pays oh the uh, stuff. the leniency edicts yes that's the word I, I, everything has a title or a name and i just never remember <laughs> names and titles of things in my, in my yeah brain. i use them a lot <laughs> okay well there you go <laughs> i just don't get i just don't get freaking caught lotus Duh. yeah look <laughs> a lot of times i struggle because i will do my writs and be like half paying attention and i'll grab something that's not mine off the stand and i'm like damn it so i immediately have to use an edict again <laughs> <laughs> so i can go back into town <laughs> um and then this one this was probably the funniest crafting provisions with cheese negative one that right there and it was brought up in in chat that is unacceptable Shiagorath is very displeased there'll be none of this none of this and that's that's why he is a faux good person he's not lactose intolerant <laughs> he just disapproves of cheese he would never make it in like the fast food business <laughs> like cheese is on everything or america at all or america <laughs> at all because we have cheese on our cheese cheese is on everything extra cheese yeah yep. we have yes this thumbs down bastion yeah it's a shio gorath would just like this is not fly Mm-mm. not at all um in chat Rob the Princess says, what's the difference between looting literally anything in the game and looting a thieves trove? Like, they're the same thing. I never said that. There are specifically things called thieves troves that you can find out in the wild or in specific locations that give you specific types of items. I know. It is funny, though. But it is like, yeah, it's the same way in a lot of the older games. How do they know an item is stolen? Like, Why would they know it? Like, if I stole a, a plate off some random house and then trade it in how does that merchant know that that plate was stolen right how do they know i just didn't own a plate and brought it from my home and just sold you a game tropes right right that's a good question yeah it's a pretty funny logical like discrepancy yes yes so those are his quirks those are some of his uh especially the cheese one is is pretty weird um and then some other little tiny details here at the end of the show we've got we got some other uh, little notes from the UESP wiki. Um, when passing an NPC that salutes, Bastion salutes back. Did you know this? Okay, that I, I did not actually know was a thing. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. So if you take them on some quests, like uh, just some of the questing around the world where you happen to pass like guards or you're on some quest with like a military and the military salutes like a leader or whatever. Bastion will animate with with anybody saluting as if it's just like proper decorum. He'll do it. Hmm. He's being respectful. I I, I, I respect the respect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Bastion by default wears ancestral Breton armor. That's the type of armor that he's wearing, If in case you were wondering. Um, Interesting. Mm-hmm. During a step back in time which is a quest when commander Parmium Parnion deliver Parm Parmion delivers his rousing speech Bastion will cheer at the end along with the other soldiers so another one of those soldier things 
where that's that's what he'll do. Like that's just hmm. that's just what he does. So pretty cool. Um, during Wolves in the Fold, when you expose a Camlorn refugee as a werewolf, Bastion will use a phrase for when you attack an innocent, even though the refugees turn aggressive before you attack. This, however, does not count towards lowering his rapport. <laughs> All right, that's just weird. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know if that's like a bug or just, just like a quirk or something. All I could just think of was like, no, please don't. All right, no, you can do it, though. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fine. Yeah. No, I I didn't mean it. I didn't mean you actually shouldn't. I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> reacting. Back to killing that werewolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird. Um, and dur- during delaying the daggers, when Garen Indril escorts you to the West Gate, Bastion will mimic Garen's moves, including running ahead of you alongside Garen and running back into the city and dismissing himself once you reach Holgen. <laughs> what the hell? Right. Like, again, I think maybe this one's a bug or maybe yeah, it's like sounds a more like a bug, like a, li- a memory limitation or something like he just ends up like maybe they had to like get him to like despawn or, tie- or somehow he's tied to the pathing of another character. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. OK, yeah, that, that's some nitpicky code weirdness. right? But it's there. funny to think of it as like yeah. a quirk of the person, like the character right. where he's just like. Oh, I gotta go. <laughs> just like takes off. He's My like, My home planet I'm... needs me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm coming with you, Garen. <laughs> Bye. <Huh. laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right. Fair, fair enough, Bastion. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Some good stuff. Um, but that's Bastion. And uh, I mean, we could get into the, the spoilery stuff, but we're going to hold off on that because. We like to leave that stuff for you guys to discover in the games without spoiling that stuff until we're far enough away from the content that we feel like it's it's worth discussing. So maybe we'll get into that at uh, yeah, maybe maybe we'll come back around a year from now when we feel like everyone's invested in the new companions and we can kind of come back and talk about spoilery stuff. Um, but any other thoughts, Lotus, on on Bastion no. as a companion? Um, ba- like I said, Bastion is definitely not my preferred choice, but, um, you know, still another good character to have added to the game and give some diversity because actually it turns out a lot of people in chat seem like they, they actually like Bastion when they play more honorable playthroughs, which totally makes sense. So, and, and even if you're not a fan of Bastion, I do suggest definitely doing his quest line. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty awesome. I, uh, I don't know. I, I like that one too. They, both of the storylines for the companions I thought were very well done and just long enough to feel like a quote, full, like interesting, complete storyline without getting kind of like, eh, okay, like how long is this going to go? I, I felt like they were both like good time length. Uh, the, the, obviously, the biggest holdup to to progress them is just making sure that they don't hate you because um, <laughs> they're not going to want to do quests with you if they think you suck. Yeah, I, I would be interested to find out if anybody got them to total like bottom level negative affinity. Uh, yes, they will leave you. Like, has anybody done that? Like, yes. Any oh, of our yeah, listeners? Yeah. Um, I'm tr- oh, shoot. Who, I, I've had a couple of my friends mess around with them, but I do know that if you get the affinity low enough, they will apparently uh, like they'll basically tell you to screw and they will unsummon themselves until their affinity balances back out. Does it like a little bit once they're gone, neutral? does it just over time adjust back? They, they, it, it kind of like adjusts back because they become unfrustrated with you and they will come back and their affinity will still be bad, but they'll tolerate you again. 
unless oh, that's you, funny. Yeah, but 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 basically they they will just tell you to pound sand and leave. Like <laughs> screw you, buddy. Yeah. Out of here. So you you can actually piss them off to the point that they will uh, tell you to peace out. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. really cool. Uh, I haven't done it myself, but I, I have heard that that's that's kind of the method to it. Is uh, uh, but you, as far as I understand, you're gonna get it pretty pretty low. You're you're blade of woe in a lot of people. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, negative twenty five. I mean. Let up. There's a few. There's definitely a few things you can do there to kind of add it up pretty quickly if you really wanted to do it. You know, it'd be really frustrating for people who play like you is if there was a also a uh, achievement for achievement. Yeah, for getting yeah. A, do both sides of the getting spectrum. on both sides of the spectrum. Woof. <laughs> to be fair, I'd probably go with uh, upsetting them first, uh-huh. so that I could at least stack on because you get so much for their main quests. Yeah, but like, I mean, I'd have to kill like all of somerset with the blade of woe or something to, to, yeah. to get, well, you that get back down at this point there's more positive there's more ways to get positive and larger positive amounts yes the than positives there are, are bigger right yeah, exactly the positives are definitely bigger um than the negatives like it, it, if you're doing negatives you're you basically are intentionally being a jerk to them outside of some weirdnesses like um you know uh, unintentionally picking bugs like with Mary. Yeah, which is, I keep freaking doing. R- right, I do too. <laughs> like, and, and, but it's it's never enough that it ever makes a tangible impact on how she feels about me. She's just generally displeased when we're out and I'm accidentally ripping the wings off butterflies because apparently my character is just a monster for some reason. I know, right? Like it happens. It happens all the time. I was playing this just a few days ago, and I was I, I've been questing through uh, the uh, the Bosmer area, and it was it was this one moment where it's like this dramatic moment having to do with like the Wilder King or something, right? I'm, I'm yep. doing like the main quest slides. Yeah, yeah. And it's like and it's like. Here it's this. It's the most important moment. Oh, I think it was like the wedding or something. And it's like, um, you know, stand here and hold the summon staff or something, you know, whatever sure. thing it is. And it's like, this is the most important moment of the summoning. Hold the summon staff, and I have to hit the button to pick up the staff. But there happened to be like a lightning a bug or something. Torch bug goes by. Right, a torch bug. And and then all like and everyone's sitting there waiting for you to do to like do the thing. And then all of a sudden, I pull the wings off a torch bug, and she's like, "You monster!" Yeah. <laughs> Just like, that's the thing. <laughs> so that's the thing though like I, one of the things that you know games are great for stuff like this especially bethesda games because that you get some wonky stuff mm-hmm. but all i can ever picture with that is just like like you said but imagining like being in that setting and your character reaches for the staff and then their eyes dart over to a, a torch bug and they're just like, ah, and they just turn <laughs> for reason, and, and then, then go back to what they're doing. And like, what's right. wrong with this? And at the same time that your friend next to you doesn't have the wherewithal to like keep herself from commenting. Right. In the middle of a wedding. She's just she's horrified. Somebody in the audience (laughs) watching all this vomits or something because you're you're doing what because it's not even like you just crushed it for no like you're you're tearing it apart and it's like thorax and you put it in your pocket. Like (laughs) what is the matter with us? And your friend just can't stay quiet and just kind of like let the awkwardness be be, just yell. If my friend did that, I think I'd have some questions too. It's like dude, disturbs the quietness of the of the moment. It's just like you must doing and everyone's just right. like oh my god who invited yeah. them 
Exactly. Yeah. It's the same thing. I mean, sister uh, series, but with Fallout. And I'm pretty sure there's a cartoon for it too, where it's just, it's what I've always pictured when you're, you're trying to grab something from the scenery. It's like a lot of times you'll go into bathroom stalls and they'll be like, Ooh, there's something in that toilet and you miss the item and your character drinks toilet water. And <laughs> right. it's just like, Oh God, it's like, where have you turned in your life? That this oh, is look, what you're doing. Someone left some Radawain on the floor next to the, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, Oh, exactly. Exactly. Right. So oh. the moral of the story is we're all apparently whacked <laughs> we're all just monsters yep we're um, all monsters yeah that's it that's the truth well yeah. uh, on that note i think <laughs> i think we're at the end of our podcast uh let us have anything you want to share anything cool going on i know we, we just had a awesome episode of tales of tamriel last weekend we sure did that was a lot of fun i'm currently trying to get everything organized for the coming week and see how the whole stuff will be going uh you know weather wise in my zone but uh no nothing too nothing too dramatic on my side of the fence at the moment just kind of the usual so uh yeah no just uh just doing what i do hopefully i'll have a few more things to post to my youtube which is you know again for everybody who's been like you know jumping on watching the vids and stuff like that uh, i'm glad everybody's been enjoying them uh it, it's basically as fast as I can get stuff to upload, but I've got a few more things that hopefully everybody enjoy. And nice. uh, with football ending soon, I'll be able to tackle a um, tackle. <laughs> ta and now, <laughs> oh man, oh. squandered opportunity for me even do it. Oh mm. man, I wasted dad punt. Um, but yeah, uh, I've got a poll up on my Twitter currently uh, where people can vote on the next classic Elder Scrolls game that I will be streaming the entire playthrough of. Currently, Daggerfall has a pretty commanding lead. Oof. Um, Oof. So I think we might be going to Daggerfall next. Uh, Redguard and Shadow Key are in like a tie for second and third. And they, then just, they I, just want to torture you because all of these are rough. I, they are well and then the 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 remaining phone games uh are <laughs> shockingly low on the list with several people being like i've never heard of this and i was <laughs> like don't feel bad most haven't um but yeah uh also to to your point and you know i always appreciate all the people who hang out and you know just enjoy watching me suffer through some of the older games uh for better and worse because you know they're, they're an interesting beast being from the early 90s um several people did mention they specifically want me to play daggerfall because it's old but still very good and it will make needing to play the other ones more impactful because it'll be a bigger drop in quality. Oh boy. Which, which I appreciated. Yeah. They're setting you up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if you do want to weigh in on what I play next, uh, you know, I've got the poll up for a couple more days on my Twitter, but I'll be starting, uh, starting another classic soon. So well, very cool, excited. Man. Awesome. Awesome. So that's uh, is there, is there an easy link to get to your, youtube or should people just search it, uh, so thanks to everybody uh it's <laughs> i'm just lotus of doom there now too i'm lotus of doom 
literally everywhere. Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. It's it's all Lotus of Doom. Thanks to people getting me my custom thing already. So nice, nice. Yeah, no, greatly appreciated. Nice and easy cross branding. Sweet. Awesome. 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 Yeah. And if you uh, if you don't already listen to Tales of Tamriel, that's Lotus's other show. And I guessed it on it this last weekend. Yeah. And a um, great discussion. Yeah. We were talking about High Isle and um, the group of us came up with this really cool theory about who the Ascended Lord might be. I love that. Like which, if that if you end up nailing that. Well, I mean, uh, it's not just it's not just to my credit. Like we all kind of sure. got there together. So right, but I, to be fair, that I I did like I, I mean that was kind of your spearhead, and we might have had a. But it's like I I I would be pretty impressed if you if you managed to even if you want to steer us in that direction. I I think it's pretty neat as a theory. So so the the conversation went to the idea that like there's probably somebody underneath the mask that we will recognize if if that person if we get an unmasking in this sure. next year of content uh so who would that possibly be and then there was the joke of like what if it's darian <laughs> and then right. then the conversation went to what meridia and like the fact that we don't have any finishing of meridia's story of like what's she actually up to and then the conversation went to the like from that onward so it evolved from there. I'm not going to maybe we'll talk about this on a future episode. I'm just going to leave it there so you guys can go listen to the episode if you want to hear the rest of it. And yeah. maybe we'll flesh it out a little bit more in a future episode of this. So I know cliffhanger, but go go listen to the episode of Tales Chamber because it's real good uh, if you want to hear more. But that's it, it goes on from there. Um, but who knows? Maybe we're on to something. Maybe yeah. we're not. We'll see. Um, you won't know if you don't speculate. Yep, it's crazy speculation, but that's that's what we're good at around here is crazy speculation. <laughs> and you never hit the bullseye if you don't throw a bunch of darts. So that's what I always say. But uh, yeah, that's <laughs> always starting right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so uh, my stuff you can always find at robotsradio.net, including the Fallout Lorecast and the Witcher Lorecast and Mass Effect Lorecast and Cyberpunk Lorecast. And um, then uh, let's see anything else I've got going on. I've got a bunch of new videos I've been putting up at the Robots Radio YouTube channel. If you're not following that already, you might want to check that out, including a bunch of shorts where I'm doing Elder Scrolls logic, um, including one about necromancy that I just put out today. So you can go check that out and uh, been streaming some stuff. Um, so come check that out on that channel as well. Or you can watch um, all of the podcasts or game streams over on the Robots Radio YouTube channel or on Twitch or anywhere else because I'm restreaming everywhere. So come follow me and hang out on those channels as well or join us on the Robots Radio Discord and come chat with us on there. Um, plus there's an Elder Scrolls Online uh, guild you can join, but all sorts of fun ways that you can plug into the community. And we even have a Minecraft server. So. Lots of fun stuff to do. Um, but that's what we got this week. Um, I also uh, I'm not going to be doing the ESO naked run tonight. Uh, there was questions in chat about that. My uh, in-laws are in to visit because my son is off school tomorrow. So they're, they came over. So I'm going to go hang out with them some tonight. But um, if you guys want to get together and play some ESO, like if the guild wants to get together and play tonight, feel free to do that. Uh, you guys don't need me to be there. But um, feel free to jump in together and do some questing or whatever. Um, but have fun, everybody. And Lotus, thanks for being here. Chat. Pleasure. Thanks for being here. Love to see you guys, all the comments. This has been awesome seeing you guys uh, with all the fun conversation in chat. And 
we'll see you guys next week for another awesome episode. So until then, stay safe and, you know, try not to steal things or Bastion's going to be really pissed off at you. Bring Miri instead. We'll talk to you guys later. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please reach out to us at Lorecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ESO Lorecast. I really appreciate you listening and I'd love to hear from you soon. You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Once upon a time, 27 years after the bombs fell, there were two people, a vault dweller and a California girl. They met and sparks flew. That's when things got interesting. Once Upon a Wasteland is their story. Follow Elizabeth Kirby and Odessa Valdez as they pursue their happily ever after in the post-apocalyptic Appalachian wasteland of Fallout 76. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many other podcasting platforms. Once Upon a Wasteland, a Fallout 76 love story. Available now. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.